Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! We've got a lot of news to unload on this episode, and we're hopefully the first people you're hearing this from, because it's coming out the fastest. I'm Slide Whistle. It's your boy, Immunization, and we are ready to report on, obviously we need to talk about 10.1.7, but like, literally earlier today we just got like, what, 10.2 news? So we'll talk about that. Yes, Immunization, hello, I'm excited. And Stickney has come to give us the news we need to know, and it's certainly making me feel and sticky, because I'm like, oh boy, more news. Also, I'm Aaron, Fireman, Extraordinary, and Horde Horde Punching Bag. I thought you were going to say whore drinking bag. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and was Anne Stickney in the video? Yeah, she was. Uh, yes. She was the oh. one on the right, I think. Not not the I interviewer, didn't... but like the one that was the senior developer. I didn't know that was that was her. I've I cause she used to write for um Lizard Watch, right? Maybe. I'm really bad at remembering any of these people, honestly. I just know she is a very prolific World of Warcraft X user. So I often see her bouncing around the boards, and yeah, usually yeah. she's got takes that I do like. I want to say she's one of the devs that like actually interacts with people on X. Yeah, she, uh, she used to be the third host of um, Lore Watch podcast. Oh, she shit. Was, she, was, she was the mediator. <laughs> I love she's her. She's the mythical one that ascended. Yeah, I didn't realize that was, it didn't even click. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. No, I liked her too, but uh, but like I honestly only had ever heard her, so I never like I didn't put that together <laughs> right now. Awesome, but yeah, video just dropped. It was like 14 minutes long. Um, is this the first Wowcast that has been actually informational <laughs> and not useless? <laughs> Sorry, guys. The rest have not been the the, the best, but this one's great. <laughs> so yeah, I saw that. I just you sent us the link that was like, hey, here's info. We're gonna talk about it. I was like, cool. And then it came up. It's like, welcome to episode three of Wowcast. And I had not Wait, listened to the what? two previous episodes. Well, no, we watched the like, first one. Remember, the first one was the one well, that just I didn't never, have audio. I never watched that like, one. You guys just told me it was bad. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's so bad. And I was going to say, like, was this the second one? So apparently there was a second one in there that I don't know anything about. But whatever. I think they're finding their footing for it. Because the second one, I think, was just like them just being like, um, let's talk about, like, art or, like, flying. I don't know. It was just kind of things that we already could talk about and, like, knew about. It wasn't, like, he uses a vehicle to give us new information. The first one may have been, but I didn't hear anything, so I don't know. Well, this one definitely just went all in on just providing us new info. And, like, they just dove right in and said, uh, you know, 10.2. It's called Guardians of the Dream. We are going to the Emerald Dream as the new zone, which I'm like, they, they were hyping it up as if, like, we've never been to the Emerald Dream. And I'm like, haven't we, though? Hey, we've been to bits and pieces. My good friend Anne said that we've been to pocket dimensions in it. But I guess now you'll see, like, you'll see Big Bad Main Street. You'll see the tree that started it all. I guess. I'm Because, like, I, I, I just feel like they said, like, what, Valshara was, like, basically the next best thing as the dream. And Valshara was pretty, so they're gonna have to really turn it up if they want to impress us. Because I was looking at it and I was like, "This is Valshara." Didn't druids go into the once again? It's a pocket dimension, but di- weren't they in the dream for like a long time during Legion? Well, I was gonna We're say, isn't that, I was gonna say, isn't that their order hall? <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that's whenever I whenever I leave uh, a raid, I go to the Emerald Dream because it's faster to teleport to the Dream and teleport out than it is to run out of the raid. So I use the Emerald Dream to escape dungeons quicker. And then at the end of the Emerald Nightmare Raid, we also go back into part of the Emerald Dream, like the Emerald a Dream that isn't corrupted. And I believe during the quest line, and like several quest lines in Legion, and then a few in Shadowlands, we like go into the Dream as well. But I guess, I guess, I guess Anne's right. Like we've only like stuck our toes in there. And supposedly in this video, they said that where we're going to the zone, they they, they called it something. It's like the Eye of uh, Ysera or something like that. They made mm -hmm. it sound like it was like city center like downtown like yeah, the yeah, loop of <laughs> of emerald dream i believe taylor the other gentleman said that it is the center of the emerald dream but you know not the center because <laughs> they want to make sure that whatever we do here <laughs> like four years from now they can be like there was more you didn't see yeah there i am like when ann tells you something you there's no point in arguing because you know she already has all the facts lined up and ready to fire at you emerald dream so okay so not only that, but they gave us the raid that we're going to be fighting in there. And it's literally just the world tree, the brand new world tree. Like, we're going to be inside of it, right? Well, they made it sound like the tree itself is being nurtured in some, like... It, they didn't say laboratory, but, like, it kind of gave me the vibe of, like, some big greenhouse or something where they're protecting it while it gets its energy or something like that. So I believe... Firak has invaded wherever it is, and then, then, like, we're fighting for its protection in there somewhere. That's kind of what I interpreted it as. They didn't really go into too much of specifics, but the raid itself apparently is called Amirdrasil, The Dream's Hope. So, I, I don't know. Yes, because, and that's a bit of 10.1.7 storyline, but the big shtick is Firak, we all thought he was just going to burn down the tree a la our favorite war criminal, Sylvanas. But he said, no, I want to put my little goobers inside the tree. He is He's very much dead set on putting his filth inside the tree, and that will cause it to be like the ever-burning tree. So we will be stopping him to do that. There are They've announced at least two different parts of the raid. The nursery, where we're going to have to deal with guardians. We're like, get out of here. We don't know you. And the other half that's already set on fire, where we'll deal with Ferex bad guys and specifically <laughs> Smolderus the Fire Lord which I was like okay does that mean this guy's like the new big bad? He's been established since Legion He has? Smolderus yes. has Smolderon, been a thing? Smolderon he is so I believe you, the hero installs him as Fire Lord I'm pretty sure we have our hand in it because when you are doing Shaman Order Hall stuff you are trying to get the four elemental lords to like agree and work together again. So either we appoint, mm. either we help Smolderon rise to power, or he's just there and is questing with us. But like we, we, we huh. we've seen him before. Do you do you think then we're just gonna bop him on the head and be like knock it off? And he'll be like, okay, sorry, I just get excited with fire. Or like is it gonna be like you? We'll have our own like version of the thrall scene where it's like you made me what I am. And 90% of the player base is like, who is this guy? Yeah, like, I don't know who you are. Um, I'm actually, I'm not sure. They were kind of vague with it. They made it sound like we we're going to kill him. I was like, oh, we're going to kill him? Like, that's kind of weird. But, like, again, I guess we don't know what his motivations are or what fire, if, if he's being controlled by Farak or if he's, it's a deal they're making. I don't know. Everybody else is pretty random, I feel like. I don't know everybody else in this raid. 
So from what I've parsed and what Aaron just alluded to earlier about like the 10.1.7 quest lines, it seems to me like Firak literally just put a band of people who like fire, invite, send them all invitations and say like, hey, we're having a big bonfire. We want to yeah. come. And then they're all like, hell yeah, we love fire. Because he's also recruited the, his new homies so much so that you do quests and people are like, these aren't even primalists anymore. He's hanging out with the Druid of the Flame and... According to uh, Anne, a lot more people have been recruited to it after the burning of Teldrassil, which I was like, what? Like they saw a big burning tree and they're like, oh my God, I didn't know you could do that. That's, that shit's sick. <laughs> they're like, let's do it. <laughs> they're like something inside. On, on, they're like on that day, something awoke inside of me. And that something was pyromania. Also, also, I, I did. Okay. The history of Smolderon is very brief, right? He fought with Pyroth. To become the leader after Kata or in Kata, and then nothing happened. In Legion, I was correct. We help him rise to power and kill Pyroth, right? Then in BFA, he goes missing. The man's been missing for two expansions. Um, in the in the Dark Iron quest, it says Anvil Thane Thurigan was worried. To which the cult's apparent leader, High Justice Grimstone, only replied, "All in due time." So maybe Smolderon's evil. Well, I mean, we're going to be killing him, or at least facing him. He's one of the nine boss encounters in the new raid. And, okay, so on this blue post, they list, they say, like, yeah, there's nine boss encounters in Amir Drasil, the Dream of Hope. And then they list 12? So, I'm just going to run through him here, through them here. I'm like, because, like, this sounds like 12, right? So, they have Gnarlroot, one. Agira the Cruel, two. Volcaros, three. Council of Dreams, uh, that's four. Luridar, five. Keeper of the Flame, six. Naimu, that's seven. Um, Weaver of the Cycle, that's eight. Smolderon, nine. Tendral Sage Swift, ten. Seer of the Flame, eleven. And Furak the Blazing, that's twelve. So unless some of these are titles, so maybe it's like Luridar, yeah, I, Keeper I of the like... Flame, and then Tendril Sage Swift, Seer of the Flame... I, they really, it's they really just need to put this in like bullet points so that I know for sure because like the commas are very confusing here. I would assume that some of these names where it's like fantasy name, fantasy name, are like three of them will be members of the council fight. They just they knew everyone's name, so they were putting it down. That's what I would assume so that we can get to nine because I know that lentil sky draft is not he is not part of the council because he will be the first dragon flying boss oh yeah we're gonna be zip zip zooming around and you know it's really gonna show who's done their gold dragon yeah. racing on the aisles or not and not Whoa. even gold dragon racing who of our illustrious raiders has even decided to pick up the dragon medals that have been floating above our heads for almost a year there will definitely be a bit where you have to go fast, and it's like, I only have three bobbles. How are you guys going so fast? And it's like, Nuss, how have you? How do you only have three bobbles? Also, I oh, know it wouldn't be this, him yeah, because he loves he's been a, riding. I say he's been a dragon rider expert since day one. Motherfucker showed up to the first dungeon with that title. I hope they allow us to ride another people's dragons during this, so I could eat my sandwich during raid. <laughs> Honestly, they they were really hyping this up and like they're saying it's a cool feature. And like when I first heard, it, I'm like, oh yeah, that is kind of cool. But then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna hate this, honestly. But you know, at least they're giving it its moment. It's its moment. Let her let her have it. 
oh, it's going to have it, and we're going to hate it, but, you know. Speaking of having it or hating it, we got a new legendary to chase that drops from Farak. It's a two-handed axe. Now, it seems like they made it, it's a strength axe, if I'm also misunderstanding something. But shamans can pick it up and wear it still. So I'm like, okay, is it not going to give Agi or Int or what's up with that? But Do we also know that it drops from his corpse? Because they did not say you can loot it off of him. All they said was that you'll be able to earn the axe with your efforts going into the raid. Yeah, so... they said that they were paying attention to people's reactions to the last legendaries. I think in particular the one that Slide has been unable to get. Yeah, the fact um, that and... no one ever got it. <laughs> yeah, and then they said that, like, they, yeah, Aaron, you're right. They worded it in a way saying, like, you would be able to earn it. So I'm like, so my interpretation, maybe I'm reading into it wrong, is that, like, it can drop or there's going to be some other thing that you can accumulate and earn it eventually like in x amount of time if you don't just get it as a drop i don't know yeah i'm thinking i'm kind of thinking they're gonna go old school with this and they're gonna make it to where the pieces will drop and after you assemble like 200 pieces along with all the other crazy things you need to craft an item with then you can do it it's giving me like ulduar legendary it's giving me isn't there one in Molten Core, not Molten Core, in Cataclysm that was like that, I think, with the pieces. We didn't play back then, so I'm just guessing on the, all the trash that I've vendored after a raid. <laughs> yes, we're, we're the, we've spilt the pieces on the floor. We have no idea how to put it together, but you, audience member who played during Cata, you remember how to put the puzzle together, right? I can tell you the history of Smolderon from Legion, but I can't tell you anything pretty much before World of Draenor. <laughs> I, I guess while we're talking about the the raid, do you guys want to just do like a quick like review of the of the tier sets? Because like I have like the official information about which one's which now. Ooh, yes, yes. Speed round of these. Yes, they said that they have released the tier sets, and they are are all quote kind of druid themed. So. <laughs> okay, so oh this first round here um is. The first one on the left is Warlock, which, like, you know, we assumed it has, like, giant, like, fell-looking horns. I think it's cool, though. It, yeah, for people who aren't looking at or I guess you can't see, it has this, like, big devil, like, almost looks kind of buggy. Like, a bug bug and mm -hmm. thorns mixed together. I like it. It's pretty cool. It's a little wide, if you ask me. I would have angled those shoulders up, but I don't know if this is the traditional uh, moot system. Uh, that gets a toot. Yeah, I'll give it a toot as well. And then our middle one here is Hunter. This is the one that we, Aaron and I were talking about earlier because it's a Worgen model, and the helmet looks good on a Worgen, so... It's kind well, of fucked up. From, from the front, we're only seeing the one angle. I can assure you when you spin that boy around, you will see all the hair jutting out of the helmet. I, It's a soft toot. I like it. It has big dragon shoulders. I would have just made it one. Having two of them, maybe just because it's on a lady organ, seems really big. Well, you could just put on one. That's very fair. The world is my oyster. I always forget that that's a thing. I'm going to give it to toot, though. I'm excited for it. I, I like different things for hunters. Um, and then on the right here, we have monks. I got to give it a great. toot just for, just for not having the big circle hat. And, that, and <laughs> that, not only that, and the shoulders are legitimate cranes. Like, the mm -hmm. head of cranes are on these, and they look so cool. Never seen anything like this before on the shoulders. Love it. I feel like monk sets normally 
use every other animal that is there. But cranes have always been there for the monks ever since like they were introduced in the game. And, and I feel like we don't get enough crane iconography. So yeah, too, this is awesome. I, I, I like that it's red too. I feel like it's very much so like not typical for their sets. So then next up is now we're looking at the season three tint, but obviously the aesthetics look the same. It is the warrior. It just feels very, it feels simple, surprisingly simple for a tier set, just sort of pieces of metal, brown, the shoulders just kind of look like standard pauldrons. That said, I will give it a toot. I do like it. If only just because I feel like they've had very fancy ones as of late. I want to give it a boot. I think it looks ugly. I think the headpiece looks so tiny compared to the rest. And then it looks like it has a little tiny mouth. And it's like, Duh. The green arms don't make any sense to me. I, you know what? I need to drop it to a moot. I thought that was on an orc woman because I was not zoomed in. And there was she was showing off her pipes. Uh, it's got big green sleeves. That's, that's no good. Moot. Yeah, and then the one on the right there is a priest set. I feel like it's pretty typical for priests, but like I li I like it still. I'm gonna give it a two. It just look very it's angelic, but it looks like the effects on it almost look like fireworks, like sparkler sparklers. <laughs> for those at home, it's got very very sparkly shoulders, a very sparkly crown. Yeah, it's just like what you'd imagine a high fantasy priest to look like. It is incredibly Diablo angel coded, and that's a very good thing. That's a toot. I like that guy. Um, so this next set on the left, we have Death Knights. Um, it, I think it's kind of ugly, honestly. I'm gonna give it a boo. It's like just brown and spiky. <laughs> we, yeah, we we gotta tell people what it is because they can't because they can't see it. And no one's posted this tier set like officially, right? Or have they? Well, this is on Wowhead. Um, posted earlier today is listed as Dragonflight 10.2 tier set season three and um, Mirrodrasil raid. We can probably link link it in the show notes too if it makes it easier. I don't know. Well, I am going to say this is gray. It is simpler as Death Knight outfits usually are, but it has broken the curse a little bit. This does not look like just the Lich King's what armor. What the fuck? Okay, fuck, fuck the Death Knight set. Fuck the Shaman set. Excuse me, is the Demon Hunter set? Is there no head and you're a floating skull? You're a floating skull on a green misty fire background? Uh, toots for the other two, by the way. But yes, that is, you are... You are just a demon skull. It replaces your entire head for you're, the, you're like the, the warlock, demon hunter. You're like the warlock skull, Thalkiel hair. You're like the like the legendary, but it's your head. What the? There's no. You have no neck. You're not attached to your body. What is this? I love it. It's honestly scary too. But also, no, we cannot skip over the shaman one. I really like the shaman one. It has like literal spirit green wolves coming out of its shoulders, and yes. I assume they move because of the way that it, this picture was taken. That's yes, all. Yes, and has. it would look it would look a lot better on not a troll. Well, okay. Well, I want to say slide. All the demon hunter one has is the fact that that, that its head is really cool and unique that and is weird. Also yeah, fair. and that's way, everything. We've seen so many animals come out of shoulders. Everything south of the Mason Dixon on the demon hunter. I swear we could have gotten that 17 times already, but that head makes up for it. Yeah, it uh, I, the shaman, it's just, a, she's just wearing brown Tuscar leather, like whatever. The shoulders are cool. I, I'll, I'll put on my druid shoulders. I mean, I guess that's not male. I don't know. It just gives me basic. It's very basic. And then up last, we have these three on the left. It's a paladin, which is, it's just like red and gold armor plating it has a crown on built into its headpiece the rest is oh 
okay. It almost looks a little Alex Straza esque a little, a little bit to me. I, uh, Moot? I don't know. I honestly yeah. think they're all pretty ugly in this set. All three of them are kind of fartish. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's the the paladin one. They really tried. I'd like to see it on a a big beefer to see if maybe some of the elements stand out more. But just kind of moot. What's this middle guy? Oh, druid. I think it looks how, bad. How, honestly, how are they going to make the <laughs> druid literally the worst one in the druid raid? It's really bad. I don't even understand what it's trying to show me. What it's trying to be. All I see, like on like the on the on like the chest piece, on like the little skirt. Those are very obviously thorns, and that looks kind of cool. But also, it's kind of like genitalia coated. So I don't know if I like that either. It's like little penises. They look like feathers to me, actually. Yeah, I think what it is is this is druid of the flame coated. Sucks. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll fight a guy who looks exactly like this man. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a boot though. And then up last, we have the mage one, which almost looks like Pandaria esque mm -hmm. uh, parts of it, and. It did none of it looks like it matches, but it almost looks. But like that makes it look whimsical. So maybe it's a soft two for me, mainly because I fucking adore how huge and obnoxious this wizard hat is. It does. My man looks like, or my girl rather, looks exactly like FF9 VV. Just this enormous orange hat. It is the only part that works for me. Much how like Slide loves the demon hunter head, and that's all that matters. Toots for the hat. Everything south of that just stinks. Yeah, it'd be good for salvaging parts for using you know, like other transmog. The boots are pretty okay. You got like four belt buckles on each boot. I mean, that's pretty. As nice. if I'll ever even see it. Oh yeah, you don't have shoes. You 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 put your toes through the front of all of them. You're such a savage. Also, you put them on. just realized is this? Oh no, this is an elf. I thought this was a draenei, and I was like, did they add feet onto her? But no, this is a this is a void elf. Okay, so uh, where's the evoker one? They don't get it because they're not real. Oof! <laughs> they don't get armor, I guess. What the hell's what the hell's going on here? Why do we have all the ones with the fucking evoker one? What the fuck is this? Immune. The Blizzard got in trouble doing anything for the evokers uh, by giving them a bonus spec. They're just you know putting them on the back line for right now. Everyone got tired of them. Fuck that legendary. I can't. I'm at 18 or 17 now. I did my heroic kill this week. Nothing. It's, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. Nope. Okay, but what else do we have oh, from oh, that 10.2 announcement? Wait, okay, wait. So uh, um, there are uh, confirmed rumors and rumors of what's coming. There's a lot of speculation on what we're getting. Druid forms. We're getting druid forms from the raid very most likely or just from in general from the expansion. Um, I saw uh, artists do a mock-up of what they want to do with balanced druids. They're apparently bringing boomy forms finally, so they're, they can you can be anything other than that little blue chicken or brown chicken. You can be a blue chicken or green chicken. Well, okay, I was gonna bring this up later, but like literally after we started recording, Wowhead posted saying that they have found an updated fire kitty as well. So I don't know if that's just going to be a replacement or if there's going to be a way to earn a new one as well. I guarantee you this Fire Kitty model is going to drop from the man who's replacing Staghelm, the second to last boss, or maybe the third to last boss, because you would get old Fire Kitty from Fandrell in the Firelands. Okay, so that would be Tindral Sage Swift, the Seer of the Flame. 
yeah, it's got to be where it comes from. I have no doubts, and I'm getting my druid spun up right now. I'm getting him ready to do some dream surges. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll get to like the ten point one point seven content um, probably after the break, but like, <laughs> um, I, I haven't done a dream surge yet. Surprisingly, not as tedious as you'd think. But I'll talk about it after the break. The one last thing that they talked about during the 10.2 Oh, there's actually public events here, too, they were yes. they mentioned, which I assume is similar, maybe? Yes, so they, Anne did lead with, we won't just have one public event, we will have three of them, but then proceeded to say that they all it's like three follow parts of each one, other. It sounded like. Yeah, sorry, Anne, it's, it's one long thing. You can't be like time rifts were secretly 17 different events because sometimes you kill the guy and sometimes you played a minigame yeah you can't trick us and like we know the game too much the blizzard verbiage and how they word things you're like you're bullshitting me like i know it no i think the the proper comparison here would be like them trying to say that researchers or whatever is like 20 events or however many rounds it is i don't know i never saw them all And I'm sure there's some article that features their proper names. But the first part is, you will follow an Ancient of the Grove as he seeds the Emerald Dream. The Super Bloom. Yes, and you gotta keep him safe. Whatever. The way that that they're trying to hype this up is being like, it's a payload. It's like, okay, I played Battle for Azeroth. We had that little... Remember in War Mode, there was that little tank that would move up and down. You'd have to defend it. Uh, against each yeah. other this is exactly what it is we, you've done a payload system before don't act like it's new the blooming is new but is it they even had it in shadowlands like that giant like robot guy and bastion that you would there, there's a world quest around where you have to like protect him we remember also <laughs> and this is going to be real mean you're on a roll here introducing content don't reference Overwatch. People don't like that one anymore. <laughs> Ref- make a different comparison, Anne. No, not people. The WoW community specifically and the people who play Blizzard games don't want to hear the word Overwatch. They go, Overwatch! But eventually my good friend will make it to a location in which, oh, beans! We need to find seeds or something. And they're on enemies. Guess what? There's a big circle area that is now yellow. Kill people in it, please. Yeah, and I forget what that phase is called, but then the third phase is is called the Emerald Bounty or something like that, and you take those seeds and plant them. So And then you get a reward based on like how much you planted it or something like that. So it's like the end of it being like community soup, I guess? I don't know. I honestly, I felt like Eustace from Courage to Cowardly Dog when I was watching this part. I was like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care. Next thing, next thing, move on. I know this is bullshit. Yeah, because there, there were things they were announcing that I was like, yeah, I'm excited for that. And then that came up, and it's like, what, whatever. We've done events. Moving on. Yeah, there's some fantastic, like, this, I, I'm excited. Like, ugh. Oh, and then they also did say that there's going to be a new rep grind, a new, like, renown um, for the Dream Wardens. That's what they really said. They just dropped that, the name. I don't think they really said anything in particular about what you would get or anything. I mean, it's You can get a deer as a mount. Normal. Oh, okay. I there think you we've go. got a deer before. Unsure if it uses the same thing as the Vorpin model, but I, you can get it. Most importantly, they gave us the dungeon pool for the season for uh, 10-2. I'm okay. I'm hesitantly excited. Like, 
We're getting both Dawn of the Infinites, obviously, right? Then we're going to get Waycrest Manor from BFA, Darkheart Thicket from Legion, Black Rickhold from Legion, the Everbloom from Draenor, Throne of the Tides from Cataclysm, and a Taldazar from Legion. I'm not going to lie, guys. This is kind of our wheelhouse. We know every single one of these dungeons, even Throne of the Tides, because we would always get that one specifically whenever we <laughs> run Gata Dungeon Time Up at well, all. Well, and specifically, Throne of the Tides was such a fucking weirdo that I, it lives in the back of my head as like, I'm unfortunately cursed to know how to do Throne of the Tides because for so long I was like, how do I move forward? Do we even fight the guy on the right? I'm so big now. Remind what do me, I do? which one is this? This is the one where on the last boss you, you, you turn are, huge. Yes, you are underwater. Yes. You are helping out Neptulon. You go up an elevator, fight a faceless one and a Naga, and then eventually you help Neptulon and fight a big starfish. And also, there's a faceless one that can yes, mind control you, yes. but like no one has fought him since 2017. So if he's mandatory, I don't know what to do. He is. He's got to be. Speaking of no one has fought him, um, the fact that Darkheart Thicket is in this pool it means that everyone is going to have to fight that one dragon for like the first time, like maybe since the first time we ever did that dungeon. So it's kind of personal, doesn't it? They were like, we're going to put all the bosses you guys normally skip together so you can't skip any of them. Well, yeah, so, like, in Everbloom, are they going to make us go down to that cave to chew oh, and kill no, a spider? The spider! The spider! Fuck. Yes, they totally are! Oh, my God! I I, I, that, I, I didn't even know that it was in there. I, I forgot. Yeah. Now, the thing is, well, we have killed all those extra guys so many times because we have tanks that would refuse to do the dungeon unless they would kill the faceless guy. So, like, I'm, I'm prepared for all of these. We killed the spider so many times when we were grinding out those trinkets at the end of WAD when, when we became pros. In our mythic zeros. <laughs> I just want to usher a formal apology to everyone before this releases. Uh, you will have keys that are just a couple seconds too slow and you fail on Waycrest Manor because someone will be confident knowing the path and they will mess it up. If you it wipe will happen. me on the three witches, I'm going to rage quit. <laughs> Yeah, and it's kind of weird, though, that, like, the only two current dungeons are, like, technically just the Mega Dungeon, right? Like, they, they've divided it into Galkron's Fall and Murazan's Rise. So, basically, where were you, I assume, where we were talking about it would be split before. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm okay with it, mostly because they've said time and time again that they're doing a lot of experimenting to see what gets the best reaction. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're gauging, like, player activity in the dungeons and which ones do better. And also, also, don't forget, on Ataldazar, we're going to get to see that spider lady do her goofy-ass run at the end. She goes, ah, da, 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 da. she runs from point A to point B. <laughs> yeah, but she's, she's talking shit, but if you know what to do, you go too fast. And then she's like, you will never stop the ascension of Yasma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ascension of Yasma. Let's go. Guys, we, we are professionals now. We are now the old people. Hear me We've been saying this for a while now, but yeah, we are now. Ooh, Lord. Well, as an old person, I have to go be because my bladder is small and useless. Growlina, cover while I go do my business.
Welcome all once again to this, the mid part of the show, Growl on the Prowl. I'm sitting here with my lupine friend Orcos at the Dream Surge platform. Now, Orc, I couldn't help but notice you've been here every time I've come back. I don't want to be presumptuous, but you have left, haven't you? I don't think that's how dream searches work. It says I'm supposed to be here, so I'm waiting. They're like time rifts, right? No, you can go anywhere. That's the magic of dream searches. Are It's happening all around you. So, let me get this straight. You're saying I've been sitting here for the past hour and a half and nothing's been happening? Didn't you see all of the general warnings? Didn't you see all the icons that have come up on the map? Hmm. Well, if that's the case, then what do I do here? Why have I just been sitting here for an hour and a half? Well, this is where the voting happens. Well, I guess I can take pride that I've been doing my civic duty in voting and making my world a better place. That certainly is a great way to look at it, Orth. Your time wasn't wasted. It was in service to the greatness that is the world of Warcraft. Well, I'm gonna go help my friend get some magic green coins. To the rest of you, enjoy 247. Thank you, Growlina. We have returned to our program. We have some great news for the gear upgrade system and how it's being changed in patch 10.2. Ooh, I don't know anything about this. She's receiving multiple quality of life changes, some that we on this show have advocated for strongly. First off, crests are now a currency and will no longer take up inventory space. Thank oh, God. Man. I had a crest bag and everything. Now what am I going to put in there? Crest fragments have been removed. Wow. Okay, so that right there um, in my bags right now frees up like eight to ten slots even because like some of my lower shards are capped and you know, <laughs> I had to start forming second sacks already. Crests can now be traded up for higher level crests. Once reaching the lower level crest item level or higher, okay? That's confusing. For example, they say, Using Season 2 item level numbers, players would become eligible to trade their Whelpling crests up to Drake crests when every gear slot has reached item level 411 or higher. Oh, trading up to Worm crests becomes available at 424, again, in every gear slot, using the same rules. Okay. This is a great change because currently the way it was is a lot of people, a lot of our Mythic Plus runners felt no need to do anything lower than a 16. Even if it was to, like, help people, I'd, like, we would, like, begrudgingly be like, okay, fine, but, like, it'd be more beneficial for us to do a 16. 
So now we can literally help uh, help other people do lower ones and not feel like we're it's like a really a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, as mean as that sounds, that's exactly how it felt. It'd be like we'll just carry you through a sixteen, and then it'd be like, oh god, why did we do that? <laughs> it's tyrannical week. Um, so yeah, that this is a fantastic move. They've also have increased the tracks by one, so there's one more upgrade level. So that's nice. Uh, PVP gear for all you PVPers out there can now be upgraded with flight stones and crests before it was just honor so congrats uh which makes it easier for us by the way to get into pvp if we so choose to re-enter that world which i think if i'm on my druid which i may be i shall be Ooh, this is a big shakeup. is this a change to the guntometer i was just going to say well first off congratulations to gunter for becoming the longest reigning intercontinental heavyweight champion and that means that you know the the honkometer is now officially replaced with the guntometer so slide whistle what does the guntometer say i don't know you know the honkometer the honkometer has been in my life for 31 years i've i've known i've only known the honkometer you know i barely have learned the guntometer so maybe i'll stay in honkometer regions until i'm ready to get you know dip my toe in there um I'm thinking about getting my druid as my second main, which uh, my uh, my mage currently occupies that space. I feel like, but I think I'm bumping the mage for the druid. I just love having <laughs> thematic thematic characters with a patch or expansion, and it feels like a crime to not play my druid during this. Like, I was about to say after you saw that mage hair or that mage armor. You bumped him out of the way, but the druid one's only worse. That's way worse. It's honestly, I was like, fuck, god damn it. At least you're a cat, so you don't have to see it. Yeah, that's also kind of what, I was like, oh, it, it works out. <laughs> I, in the end, I still win. Also, Marithra, Marithra has an aspect model in 10-2. I'll post it. Ooh, shit. I haven't seen this. I'm ready to react live. Honestly, I'm I'm proud of our girl though. On the, on this show, we've been very vocal about how we were just waiting for her to get her flowers, and she sort of has. But like, I feel like she's only con- going to continue getting more flowers because I'm really happy for her. Wow, she is green and has more horns. But I'm glad she gets the uh, the glow up. Even if I don't know, I thought I thought she was going to get something big like her mama. But I guess it's hard to compare to Isera. Actually, here's here's her mom. They're very similar, except that uh, she has blue in her wings and a horn on her nose. Oh, damn. Smack the spit right out my mouth. I swear, Sarah, I didn't use it. Well, never mind. I was about to be like, she had a big U. She had a big metal U. But it is there. I just needed to zoom in. I'm I, this. I'm loving the, the area we're heading into. You know, like, the Druids of the Flame is, like, so interesting because it's hard to tell if if, how much of an impact it's going to be? Is it just like a one-off? They're going to show up now and then we're going to kill them? Or? Yeah, so uh, good transition here. We will dive right into the first quest I did in 10.1.7, which also is is live now. Like, uh, you know, 41 minutes into the show, we're finally talking about the patch that currently just dropped. But, you know, I feel like 10.2 was a little more pressing. Well, don't worry, 10.2 doesn't have a release date yet, so we'll be here in 10.1.7 for a good long while. All we know is that it still technically is listed as fall, so it can't bleed into winter, although it probably means that it could still be, you know, October or maybe even 
early November. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So we can go right into this. And also, in, sorry, in breaking news, the one chip challenge is dead. By the way, they pull, they're pulling it off the shelves after the kid died. I was gonna say, yeah, I got a TikTok what, update what saying this? that it killed a kid. You know, the 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 one chip, the hot chip, uh, the spicy tortilla chip. I did not know this. A Wait, man? really? Okay, no. Aaron, why why you still can go to Seven Eleven? You can buy a box for like ten dollars. Well, I'm not gonna be that buying that this. That contains a it... single chip, and the chip is so hot. If you can pass the one chip challenge, you're a G. I guess a, a, a child I, well, died you, doing yeah. it recently. <laughs> he certainly is a G, and now he's going to go meet G-O-D because it killed him. It's been around for a long time, though, so I think it was an allergy, but it's hard to say. It's it's anyway. And then they said some funny stuff about one chip challenge boy that probably was kind tasteless. Much like the one chip. Can you help me find my dog? <laughs> Speaking of finding dogs, ten one seven. We've lived in it for a week. Well, not even a week. It's only been like what? Three days. Three days. Not even. It, it's yeah. been great. So, so we've already like beaten around the ten point one point seven quest line that Shandris drops on you. Um, I will say I like walk past her several times doing other things, like doing my secrets. Uh, when she's like, "Champion, can I have a word?" And I'm like, "Just a second, it's fine." <laughs> I got to get my deerstalker cap. And I did, and then I came back with like all of my all of my gear and all these notes that are taking up slots more slots in my bag than these crests are. And I was like, "Okay, Chandra's, what do you need?" <laughs> She's like, "We need to spy on the infinites." Oh, you say spy? You say? <laughs> and you take out your little magnifying glass. I wonder what the what the idol of Osiris has to say about this. And she's like, "Stop putting away your ner- <laughs> stop bringing out your nerd toys. This is serious." Yeah, so she she goes with us to far southwest Onaran Plains near the Druid shit over there, and we discover what we assumed was primalists, but ended up being the Druids of the Flame just corrupting a part of the land, just like imbuing it with flames. Yeah, they're basically yeah, they're not even like burning it; they're just making it fiery. Yeah, yeah. it's because the whole shtick, and like I said, Furic has. It almost exclusively been attacking southern Onaran Plains, which I was like, why does this guy ever move, go to other zones? It was revealed that it's because he's specifically looking for the new world tree, and that's when he hooked up with the Druids of the Flame, and they're like, we gotta, like, we're, we have a good feeling, like, over here in the green Dragonflight Zone, that is our way into the Emerald Dream. We will do anything to break into it in roughly two months' time. And I, I love that, honestly, because I, I, I've been like, why the fuck is he in the Onaran Plains? Like, what is, like, why? Yeah, he very specifically was not moving. Like, what is, what is he doing? And it has been revealed. But our good friend Viranoth, the ice elemental, said, mm, I actually don't like that plan. We were just supposed yeah. to burn down the tree. Why are we trying to make it a nasty bush? So like like we were saying last week, um, this is now two weeks in a row that we got in-game cutscenes or otherwise when or out of game. I think technically the first one wasn't in-game, but anyways, two two cutscenes in a row now where Viranoth was um Viranoth was like uh Firak uh mm, that's not exactly what our goals were here, <laughs> and I will say though that Firak had like one of my favorite responses that I've seen in WoW in a while where he was like. <laughs> 
<laughs> Viridon, don't you just want to have some fun every once in a while? <laughs> yeah, she's like, Eridicron would not want it. It's like, he's not here. Come on. Goof around with me. Roll in the paint. Yeah, so I guess his idea of goofing around is uh, turning the new world tree into a fire dojo mojo castle house. I don't know. <laughs> and at the end of it, he... So I this is a very minute part, but I just had a moment with it. He's like, bring back this fire dryad, this fire guy. And I was like, oh shit, is that like... Did they get Cenarius? Did they get his son? It was just some guy. And I was like, well, at least, you know, it's a good introduction to one of the raid bosses in the next raid. And then Shandris is just like, go kill that guy. And you did within like 10 seconds. And it's like, glad he's dead. And it's like, I guess they needed you to do something while you were there. But it's like, why's the point? What's the point of even putting this guy in front of me? He was yeah, jump changed. It's you're it's your 100% right though. It's that thing though where they've been introducing certain raid bosses um ahead of time. And I believe this is Laridar Keeper of the Flame. It is Keeper of the Grove. He didn't oh, die, right? Duh, he just ran away, right? Duh, yeah, no, he didn't. Why in my head, maybe I don't know, I was listening to tunes or something. I swear we marked him, but yeah, no. He fell down really fast, but then he jumped in a portal. And then it was like, "Oh, beans, he's going to be boss number 7, huh?" No, and I don't think we even really damaged him. We just killed his, like, flame tendrils, and then he's like, you know what? I'm out of here. Yeah, Bye. He was, he was gone quick. But all of this leads to Viranoth was not feeling Herrick's plan. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you turn in the quest in Valdraken. What's this? There's a big stinky wind on the distance. It's Viranoth. She has shown up, and she's like, Alex Straza, we got to talk. Also, I just want to talk about how, um, <laughs> like, the guard is like, quick, champion, let's go down and and cut her off. As if, like, Viranoth can't just fly up to the top. But also, like, why did Viranoth choose to go to, like, this, like, you know, like, 18th floor balcony instead of just, like, the penthouse? I, I don't know. Like, again, WoW always finds a way to, like, bring us to areas that I did not know existed. I Yeah, so, like, I don't get why she didn't just fly to the top, like, like... Like you well, were saying, maybe they have a barrier. There's probably some magic up there, right? But like, well, my my thing too is she, I think, was specifically looking for Alex Straza because they have this shared bond that we have not gone into yet. So maybe she thought if I fly up to the top as a big ice dragon, all five of these guys are gonna waffle stomp me and kill me. But if I sneak over here and specifically like in little person form and say, just get me Alex, please she stands a better chance of actually making it into the tower. Cause like these other guys would have jumped her instantly. I don't know though. I don't know. Would they have? Because they didn't fucking move at all. They they're so like, if you think that a primalist dragon is coming to invade your tower, you're just going to chill. Unless they all are like, it's just Vera. No, she's here to talk to fucking Elstraza. Like, they, they, this happens every year. I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah. No, like all the aspects up top are like, ugh. Alex Raza, you go handle your ex-girlfriend. Now, my my thing is, now I'm kind of worried. I'm kind of worried that she's just tricking Alex Raza to get inside and then she'll stab her when she's close to her. Because she knows that she can, like, use her emotions against her. And it would make sense, right? Because to do that, you'd have to have an icy heart. And she has the iciest of hearts. I think she's a, she's, she's a plant and she's going to betray us. 
I don't know. I feel like I still stand by last week's theory that we had of the face turn. I honestly feel like the end of this cinematic that we... Okay, first off, I want to say that, like, the cinematic bugged on me in my uh, playthrough. So, I assume immediately you guys all got, like, actual cutscene, but mine bugged out and it just, like, were Alex Raza and Viranoff, like, glitching across the screen in, like, their in-game models, just, like, and I was able to, like zoom out and walk around as they were just like talking at each other and then just like two-thirds of the way through it just cut to a cinematic i was like like where where it was picking off and i was like this is really weird like this is 100 bug so i need to go and watch the cinematic as it's supposed to be yeah i watched it happen and it just cut in like at the last 20 seconds of the video i just was like here you go watch now but but yeah at the end of it she was like she basically she didn't say anything but alex Ross was like if you're not join us in our crusade against Firak. And then they like go into her chamber. So I assume that's like the face turn right there, honestly. Yeah, and as far as Slide's theory of her stabbing Alex Straza, I don't think it'd be it's gonna happen, but we gotta have some sort of spice because yes. at the end of the next raid, Firak is the last boss. And I refuse to believe with all this momentum, they're like 10.2 and that's it, baby. We leave the dragon lands and we go on our next adventure. There's gotta be some sort of juice to get well, us Eritacon, into. Well, right? Like, uh, I guess, I don't know. He is like the other remaining villain, but I'm still going. I think, I think they're going to try and save him. I think it would be a waste to blow him at the end of of uh dragon flight i think uh, this I, guy's got to stick around something else has got to happen I mean, he can still be used as a final raid boss and he can still come back i mean sir garris is still can still come back right he's just in a prison they could lock him away in a similar prison or he could fly away because if it's not him then the only other option would be nosdormu uh succumbing to the eternal whispers is the only other thing they could do and to do that okay i've i've seen a theory where Nosdromu might willingly submit himself to the Whispers to become Mur. Oh wait, Murazan to become Nosdromu because Opposite. maybe it's the only way to like save or something to like save the world. Other way around, but yeah. Well, see, the the, the timelines are so confused and twisted right now that it's already happening as we speak. They're becoming one. <laughs> and also, I'm just gonna say this now. This is just purely to be drama nation, total drama island over here. Call me Chris. <laughs> I, what if we bring back Tyr and this dude snapped? What if we bring back Tyr and he's like, I actually, I'm, uh, I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm going to be a problem in a very Malagosian type way. The only reason that I feel like that won't happen is because that's a boss in the Mega Dungeon, right? Yeah, I guess, but that's like other Tyr. This is like our Tyr, but he's snapped. His destiny is just to snap. <laughs> but this guy keeps like his shawl on. He doesn't look like a beach bum. Yeah, I so I haven't done the tier quest line yet. Have you guys? Uh, yes. I started to do it with my man, and then I was like, ah, eh, I'll come back to this. I, I I did my heritage armor instead. Yes, I have completed it. Um. Well, do you want to clue us in, or well, or, or, or or do we just wait? Do we just wait for next week. We already have at fifty four minutes. Like we we can talk. Yeah, about Yeah. Honestly. Stuff and then go to that. Honestly. I would just wait till next week. Sorry to blue ball you audience. Go do it yourself if you still play. But also because it is definitely the thing I paid probably the least amount of attention about. (laughs) 
of of the many 10.1.7 storylines because so, it's just like oh boy human paladins let's go but so it, it would be beneficial for the two of you to do it and me to bone up again so i did like what i thought was the first part of it but i guess it was its own thing like the story with like chromie and eternus um and nosedormu and eternus's sister oh so those are separate and eternus's lines big chunky hot body okay also they it's all the same thing because you have to do that one to do the other one because eternus's soft supple chunky body uh (laughs) helps you at the beginning of the tier one oh okay wait so what did i miss like why why is Eternus helping us again? I remember I remember Chromie and Eternus tumbled and then they like talked, we, but then we captured her and I think she's just been in a time bubble. Yeah, so I think she's been captured talk. and then Chromie was like, I'll talk to her, but then I think that was the last time we saw her until this storyline when all of a sudden like you, Eternus, and Nosdormu go back in time to try to save Eternus's sister, and then you come to like some understanding that like her sister died for a reason. But like we'll get into that next week, I guess. Well, I I guess I I why don't we just do it now? I thought that was the other quest it's, line. There's really I thought that was the There's really we have maybe 15, 20 minutes not to peek behind the kimono. This will not take that. Yeah, okay, so I guess I'll just dive right into it then. So yes, um all of a sudden you're like questing with Eternus, and like I believe maybe Chromie gives you the quest line to begin with. I forget. I, I collected all the quests at the beginning and then just did them all with like forgot who started them so you start with Eternus who is talking with Nose Dormu and Eternus is like I, I guess at some point like this is this is what Slider's saying like there's there's definitely some kind of time skip here or else I'm forgetting something because like they let her free and she just is like they're just like chatting with her now Which yeah is crazy. I think Nose Dormu lets her free because his whole thing is he's like okay you guys the infinite dragonflight you know stuff that we don't know as the bronze guys. It's two sides of the same coin. I'm trying to think of you guys as not evil anymore. And it's like, you don't know anything about us. You don't even know why I'm upset. Like, honestly, I think he does a good job. And I think this quest line kind of makes me think that, Aaron, you might be onto something where I think there is going to be some combination of bronze and infinite that is led by either Nosedormu as he currently is or some combination of Nosedormu and Marazan. I will get there, I'm sure, eventually. But I do think they're going to come together because Eternus and Nosedormu were working together in this. And, like, he, like, respects that she wants to undo time, go back in time, change things, just because she feels, like, deep grief about her sister dying and felt like her sister was killed, like, unnecessarily. Um, So you go back in time to where she died, which is somewhere over near the Caverns of Time when she's just, like, in this random like cave and then you just see that this big black dragon comes in and just like wipes her out really fast i forget the black dragon's names it's like Vexamona or something vamexia or something like that i looked her up i don't think it's i don't think it's anyone this is her one claim to fame was killing uh eternus's sister yeah so you see eternus's sister die like 10 times in the storyline because eternus is like no we can't let her die this way. Then, like, you undo it. You, like, rewind it. And then try to try a new plan of how to save her. But every time you rewind time, it, like, messes things up a little more. So then you have to, like, kill all these, like, timey, like, sand things to, that are spewing up. And then you realize in one of these, like, replaythroughs that the reason that she was 
willing to just die there was because she had newly hatched whelplings that she was hiding and she was like if i let these black dragons kill me right here in this cave they will live and yeah they, they they'll have too much of a murder boner <laughs> and they'll be like oh it feels so great to kill and they'll leave satiated they won't search around for eggs to stomp on yeah so then like in this moment then like it's like an understanding between Eternus and Nosdormu. Eternus is like, damn, Nosdormu was right. Like, this happened for a reason, and there's still hope, even though this really sucks. And then Nosdormu is like, the inf- maybe not all the infinites are straight up evil. And maybe they all just have, like, their own grief that they're dealing with, or, like, a, re- a good reason to want to undo things, you know? Which is the stupidest fucking thing Nosdormu could say. It's why you are, they're going to turn you evil. Okay, and like because and the whole thing. Okay, I it's all coming back to me because at the it was at the end of the Mega Dungeon is where they talked, right? When when Eternus was like, "I helped get Chromie through time," and he's like, "I'll spare you," and then she's like, "Well, you know, when we meet again, uh, you're gonna meet your fate." <laughs> like, why? Why are we trusting them? It feels so stupid to trust them. I don't care how many times her her, her sister died. It feels so bad. Well, I mean, okay, because... so I, well, I'll get to the end here now, which is, like, I think the light at the end of the tunnel, because then Eternus is like, I, so Eternus is like, Nosdormu, I came to the conclusion that I don't need to turn you into Morazan. I think you, as Nosdormu, are a proper leader and can represent the infinites as well. So then she's like, I will work on convincing other infinites of the same thing. I don't think they have a choice. I don't think they have a choice. I think that they're going to be used in some fashion by an old god against their will. It's just them existing, I think, is how he becomes Murzan. I don't think it's like, we're going to convert you. I don't know. Something about it just feels something feels weird. We can't have two dragon allies all of a sudden coming back to us and one of them not be evil. You know what I mean? With, between her and Viranoth? I don't know. Someone's going to stab us in the back. I don't know which one it is. I don't, I, I just think it's a lot of their writing now. I think, and maybe it's just a dragon flight thing, but I think a lot of the behind the scenes work is like, no one is evil. Everyone has some sort of understanding that we need to reach. A 10.2.7, a Twilight's Hammer guy will be like, I just really like darkness. It's not that I want to summon an old god. I just, when you turn out the lights, I'll remember me, mom. And it's like, you know what? Maybe we should let him, you know, summon a couple temples. You know what? Night elf children do love playing in the dark. Exactly. Night elf children love playing in the dark. This guy's just trying to help. I'm excited to see how they, uh, how they can go back and fix Garrosh after he refused and blew up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they, well, they, they already have. They made an alternate universe form of him who kisses Urel. The greatest Garrosh that ever existed. <laughs> but, but, like, they're debatably bad, too, because, like, they're just cleansing the entire universe of certain races, but... Um... Hey, Draenei children love to play in the light. Come on. <laughs> they said they laid it out for us. I just us. feel like this is just... It feels... It's too fast for me for an Eternus turn. Like, Viranoth, we, we, just, we just have met, right? The the infinite dragonflight has been so annoying since Cataclysm, right? Like, and then it takes 
three interactions for them to all of a sudden be like, hey, we're good. Maybe at best, the infant dragon flight will just kill Eternus and be like, no, fuck you, she's wrong. Yeah, that that's that's what I'm thinking is we're taking Eternus's actions as like, you know what? That is, you represent all of them. The infinite dragonflight could just tear her apart after her, she's played her part and been like, no, we love being evil. We love being vile. And it's like, <laughs> no, they've rendered her supple, chunky, chunky body to ribbons. Yeah, okay, so Aaron keeps referencing it. We, I think this is the first time we ever saw her visit form. And yeah, it is like... I, it's not like what I would anticipate I, I, it to be. I don't honestly. even think. I don't think it's banging. Just it's like a troll. I think. <laughs> just slide post. Yeah, it's a Zandalari troll. Slide just posted a picture of someone being like, "I'm glad she's so attractive." But when, when I first saw her, I first thought was like, "Why am I not killing her immediately?" A, because she's ugly as fuck, and B, because it's an infinite dragon fight. Why are we hanging out with her? You know, I think that it's probably going to end up being some combination of what you both said. Like, I do think Eternus is having a face turn. Um, and I think she might convince a few others. And I do think that there will be a sect of the Infinite Dragonflight that joins the Bronze Dragonflight as allies. Maybe Eternus dies in the struggle against the Infinite Dragonflights that don't want to join. But I do think that the Infinites will still be a faction that we fight. I just think that there might be some that, like, leave them and join us. Okay, you know? okay. I, I like that more. Thinking about it more like just, like, they can just Like, leave. they're the rebels, but you know? Like- Part of me, part of me, whenever I think of the Infinite Dragonflight, and I don't know why, I've always kind of thought of them as kind of like mind flayers, where like they share a hive mind, they're controlled by like a higher being that kind of pushes them where to be and where to go, they follow the cult, they, they follow like the whispers, that's why I just feel like you can never really trust them, because they use void energies, but I guess now we have void elves, so what do I, I, I the world's changing, I gotta catch up. You know, all I'm saying is that, like, maybe in 10.2.7, we will be able to romance Eternus, much like we can romance the Emperor, apparently. Okay, I like that. I don't even know there's an Emperor! Ah! Move on to the next segment! Ah! I'm here with quick nerfs and little buffs, our newest (laughs) segment, where we discuss uh, hot fixes that that affects us. I'm just imagining small person, dwarf, if you will, American gladiators with nerf, like, lances. Um, this is only used when it's very important, so I will read mine first. I'm devastated, uh, as Devastation Evoker intend to, they're reducing our mastery again, because they're like, um, we don't want you guys to have to focus high health targets, which I thought was really cool as an evoker because I feel like my damage profile was so different. While people want execute, I want the reverse. I want to kill things with more health. They're reducing the mastery by 25%. So that's crazy. We stack mastery uncapped. Oh, it's mostly uncapped. Like 5400 is what you want. 180 mastery rating now grants 1.5. That was 2%. That is that's huge. They're like, well, we're going to give you guys 5% damage increase across all your damage. I don't care. I like the mastery and how cool it was. Why? Stop! Yeah, I mean, I also agree with you that I felt like it was just a really unique thing, especially like in a raid setting that like dev evokers were the opposite of execution classes. So that they both like had their like perks, right? Maybe that means that we were too good and they the game, they were like, things are dying really fast because they have it at both ends. So they're going to just take it the way the thing that they said was different about it. Very annoying. We have some priest changes as well here. 
Uh, power infusion haste has been reduced to 20% and 15 seconds, when it used to be 25% and 20 seconds. Immediate thoughts on that? Maybe people will finally fucking stop sliding into my DMs and being like, hey, you're looking really cute today. Hey, could you give me PI? And then I'd be like, no, sorry, I have a boyfriend. Then they're like, just kidding, you were ugly anyways, you fucking slut, go fucking die. <laughs> then that's happened. Very spirited. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in your DMs there. Uh, also, your mask to spell cooldown has been changed. I saw. So it looks like it's being increased to two minutes. How do you feel? It used to be 45 seconds. This feels like this change would fuck me up. Like, like how is this good or bad? Is it good because you're, you're going to be asked to do that less? Okay, so my, oh, so like, I think if you like read the small print, like there's, it, there is like an improved mass dispel that you can talent into that would decrease the the time of it so like by like a minute probably is what they're doing now so like maybe like the improved one has massive hell on a minute cooldown now which is still pretty long it's just yeah because like i i because like it's has it how has it always been 45 seconds it feels like a very quick like i, I didn't know it was that short that's gonna hugely affect m plus right well, okay, so that's the thing. Like, 45, I think, was the base before, but then, like, with improved, I think it was, like, 20 there seconds was an or something improved, like that. There was an improved on top of this? Yeah, I believe so. I thought the improved was new, and wow, okay, well, that's crazy then. You guys are too strong. I mean, like, okay, so I'm, basically, I'm more upset about the master spell change, Um, mainly only for Mythic Plus. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like priests in general Mythic Plus weren't overpowered, so why are we being targeted like this? Because Ian's like, I'll listen to your podcast and give you feedback, but I'm also going to nerf the fuck out of the shit you like. It's targeted. He's targeting us. Okay, roll the tape on the mages. What do what they got going Nothing. on? Nothing. You're good. You're clean. <laughs> yeah, just like how I like to be, baby. They were beating the hell out of us for a little bit, and they said, Poo. they spit on us, and they said, you've, got, you've earned your lumps. You're in the gang. Well, okay, so now now I guess scroll into Hunter, since apparently I am both. Alright, Beast Mastery Hunter. Uh, they have... Aspect of the Wild has been removed. I mean, it's probably being removed because no one in their right mind was running it. <laughs> These changes aren't as good. They're things that... Uh, I, I, there's not one I can pick out and be like, this is a big change. They're just kind of like small changes. Kill command, increase damage. Eh, it's just like, whatever. Snake bite's gone. What's snake bite? I don't know what that is. Disc Priest got a lot of changes. Look out. They might be asking you to go disc soon. People always ask me to go disc, and my answer is always no, so I don't know. Uh, oh, we have the new dragon riding glyphs. Uh, swift skimming. Ground skimming can occur now while affected by Thrill of the Skies. What the fuck does that mean? I don't fucking know. Win surprise. After activating Aerial Halt, experience a brief moment of weightlessness as the effects of gravity are reduced for four mm. seconds. Okay. Second wind. Active. Three charges. Three minute recharge. Instantly generate one vigor. Oh, we're getting free vigor. You know they did mention this in uh, the Wowcast video as well. I think they just said that like there was going to be a new talent and it would give you <laughs> vigor. So I think right, so. I guess this is the clarification. This is going to make it way easier to get gold in all of those races, then, right? Because like that's just that changes everything. I mean, yeah, yeah. You can just go faster. You get an extra little bobble now. Oh my god, okay, at the very tail end here, guys, we got the timers for the dungeons have been updated for the season three. This is bad. 
there are four dungeons with 39 minute timers. Oh, God, they're gee. that long. Uh, Galakrons Fall. I gotta be in here for like an hour. Galakrons yeah, Fall, Murazon's Rise, Waycrest Manor, Black Rook Hold. Those are the two I would have guessed. Yeah, 39. There's not one of these under 30 minutes, they're all 30 minutes or more. My big thing for a lot of, for the the Dui ones are, I'm sorry, they actually call it Dotty or Doty. My thing for that is, what are we doing that's 39 minutes? I guess we're fighting bosses, but I hardly remember there being parts in between the bosses. Well, Waycrest and Blackrook, it's it's navigating. It's, it's, it's getting through the parts. Think about how many times you've been knocked back or killed on mm-hmm. the on those stairs with a big Indiana Jones ball or in Rick Manor, you know, going the fucking wrong way. You just lost 10 <laughs> minutes. Like, good, good luck. So I'm thinking about, like, Everbloom. I think their timer probably is for without the spider. Uh, is it? I mean, like, okay, wait. So, so Throne of the Tides and Italizar are 30 minutes. Those, uh, those are the fast. Oh, so is Ticket. Okay, that is kind of nice, though, because... Th- that's quick. That's a 10-minute difference in the timers. Like, everyone's 35, which makes me think that it does include the spider, right? I don't know, honestly. I- I'm very curious to see how because they do this. Because I-, I feel like Everbloom gives me a similar speed to Dark Heart Thicket, Throne of the Tides, it's how those are, without the spider. I don't know. Like, I- that was about like, the average time that we-, we would do it in. But maybe I'm just spitballing. I'm not sure. But what I'm sure of is that it is time to draw the show to a close. And that is why I am summoning the TT, or the top toot, medium moot, or bottom boot of the week. Immunization. order. Yeah. Immunization, I want you to go first. Well, let's see. I have myself a top toot. Okay, so easy cop out. Like, I am very excited to hear about 10.2, even though we don't have information about it yet. So that is just like a part of the top two. But in general, my top two is about parts of 10.1.7 that I did not expect to be excited for, but have like kept me logging on every day to do them. And I'm talking in particular, I really like (laughs) these stupid secrets. And I like how everyone's excited about them. Like, the secret discords are, like, popping off about this. And, like, literally, Blizzard themselves is, like, in on this, too. Like, even, like, we've like we've been talking about it. Like, we're saying, like, this tweet is really fucking weird. What are they doing here? You know why they're doing it? It's because it's a secret, bitch. Yeah, you gotta go to the place in the tweet. <laughs> you don't engage with it like me, like a fool. And then quietly be like, why do they have Western Plaguelands in the background of this one? Yeah, I mean, so I just think that it's a really cool thing, and I think the cosmetics are cool. Uh, I'm just having a good time with it. My only complaint is what I said earlier, is that they give you a bunch of scrolls for every day that are still in my bag, because I'm like, I don't know if I'll need them. I I could probably delete them. It's probably safe, right? Probably. Mm. Anyways, I'm enjoying it. (laughs) Aaron, right back at ya. Oh, shit. Well, I have myself a top two. Toot. Toot toot. Well... Sora Dormy, she and I have spent a lot of time together. She was honestly my bestie for the whole summer, but it officially came to a close. She and I are best pals. I am a guardian of the timeways, which, wow, that would have been a great title. But just kidding. The title she did, in fact, give me was the, I'm sorry, Unparalleled. 
Whoa, that's kind of a sick... T- oh, wait, is it first or last? It is first. So okay. it's Unparalleled Growlina, which I do not like as much as wait. Growlina the Unparalleled. Wait, it's not the Unparalleled, comma, Growlina? It's Unparalleled Growlina? Wait, yeah, I no. Am I, am I wrong? No, no I, I had no clue. I had, This is no, all new information to me. No, because I'm... I may have to redact this. I'm trying to see. Well, regardless of whether or not you have to redact it or not, I agree with your first initial sentiment that Growlina, comma, guardian of the timeways would be cooler. Yes. They, the, the name of the achievement is a lot cooler than the title they give you. Also, don't worry, everyone. She did also give me a box that gave me 700 paracausal flakes okay wait a minute i've looked it up it's worse than we could have ever imagined it's unparalleled after your name so you would be growlina unparalleled yes growlina no comma just growlina unparalleled that's awful it's i probably my body tried to do me a service and block it out of my memory because i put it on i looked at it and i was like that is rough. And then just immediately, I did like the secrets title, like Growlina the Inquisitor, or Inquisitive Growlina, rather. But it's I have a solution. Just... Mm-hmm. Put your language in Spanish. Put, look at the look, look what I posted in the host chat. In Spanish, it reads like this. That's all it would be. Growlina the Incomparable. <laughs> they include La. How great is that? That is very powerful. Well, I guess I'm just going to have to play in Spanish now. It's going to make a lot of the cutscenes pretty incomprehensible, but I guess you can, they have subtitles you can read. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I guess, Slide Whistle, you are the last to go. Before you go, Slide, I just want to say, that, like, how many titles are like this? Like, weird, like, adjective after your name? <laughs> I don't know. It seems kind of odd. Uh, I got a top two. I got a top two this week. Triple two. I'm going to give a top two to the Druid Heritage on Request line. You know, I didn't think I was going to like it. Uh, the Night Elf? Yeah. I said Druid. The Night Elf Heritage Armor. I mean, it's pretty much one-to-one. <laughs> All the Druids are they are going to be Nelfs. It was a really good quest line. Um, It was a callback. It was it? Yeah. Mm, I guess I'm no Night Elf, but I did it. And I was like, people are going to be mad. This one stinks. No, it's great. It's really good. See, the thing is, uh, I was I was like, where the fuck am I? I was like, what is this area I'm in? I've never been in for my life. And I, I, I looked it up. This was removed content. So when the Cataclysm hit, uh, it, I guess, destroyed or lost access to the questing for this area. So the quests were removed. But everything that we were doing with that big night up lady with a sword, she's a callback to a classic quest line where she watched her best friend Trey <laughs> Trey Lightforge. That's a that's a classic era name, I guess. It wasn't new. Watch him get <laughs> that guy. That guy worked at the company. I can assure you, that guy is named Had for like to, yeah. Tr- Trey Blevins, an IT guy. But like she watched Trey Lightforge like get tortured to death. And as adventurers in the quest line back in the day, when you get there, you are you're just arriving as her besties dying in the cage. So you're like, because like I, I was reading about it, I was like, this cannot be new. This is too in depth to be new. Um, and it was just like, yeah, she sees her friend dying in a cage. You save her. She has like great like uh, anger about it. And now they're like going back all these years later for the first time with her, going back in to reclaim that area. Because it used to be that area and it got corrupted. It, it's, it was awesome. Like, they did a lot of intertwining. 
and it feels like a very classic e quest and it has to be on purpose it feels like a very yeah, including including the bug reporting on it because my girl Maev made sure it was there weren't a lot of quests but my girl Maev pointing out the lanterns made sure it was a long one yeah, she was she was a little slow in there, I will say. But I will say the, uh, the cutscene was great. Day one, your Maev counted for everyone's Maev. So anyone within like a 50-foot radius goes by a thing, she's got to point at it. So she would point oh, wow. 17 to 18 times every lantern. Yeah, that was fixed by the time I got there. She was not doing that. And there was a, there was a lot of people in there still. But um, there, there's even like cool... like, like so I, I feel like normally for all the other heritage quests... They kind of suck. the The Dark Iron one sucks. the the uh, big beefy col uh, the Col honestly kind of sucks. You're just dragging wood, listening to people talk. Like I don't know. This was like an actual quest line where I'm doing things and moving places again. It, it was cool. It was a great story. Uh, we have a male fucking sentinel now. That's insane. Yeah, let's hear it, everyone. You know, boys didn't get enough in this world. Let's hear it for the boys. And and, and not only that, my Ev was literally like, she was talking, she was giving a progress speech. She was like, I have been judgmental too many for too long. Males can be sentinels. Mages can hang out with the elves again. I'm okay with it. And she, 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 she was like, if we don't move forward, then we're failing and i'm like damn my ev she my ev woke up she saw the light and she's here and i'm i'm here for it i imagine aaron's playing let's hear it for the boy in the background i don't know i mean i didn't know i was pacing in my room here thinking what will i <laughs> what will i play under this and that was the solution i'm excited my ev's icy heart she literally she grinched right there her heart grew out of her little thing and also it's great setup because they know it's trading post we're gonna all be wearing sentinel gear and she was like anybody can be a sentinel this is why so um the only thing i knew about this quest line like everything you told me is brand new is i saw a lot of the wow twitter girls being really 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 upset about the particular cosmetics you get from this saying that it looked jank as fuck or something oh the they mean like the gear yeah i mean like the outfit is pretty jank i i like the chest piece on male but I feel like all the other pieces just I'm not gonna wear them. Like they're they're too weirdly pointy and angular. I mean like I'm wearing the set now. I don't know, it just it just feels kinda wrong. It was weird. I didn't see the daggers because the weapons are it's only a one handed sword and I have a staff, so I don't get to see it, I guess. Yep, same. I unlocked them, but Trelini uh was not able to use any of them, so I was like, neat, I guess. Yeah, it's a little weird. Also, the the man who got the the sentinel tattoos, it was giving me he was giving me gay energy. I was like, he's one of us. He I, really I can feel was. it. I can feel it. <laughs> I felt it. Maev was like, he exudes an energy that does not appear to be traditional night elf. As he has like his like his tight little man bun and his smooth little mustache, and he was like. Is it so wrong for a night elf man to have feelings like this? And I was like, hmm, I <laughs> see what we're doing here. Yeah, so then, then like, uh, you're like, Mav, can men be sentinels now? And then she's like, all I'm saying is that the sentinel ship is for the girls' gays and days. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm pumped. I mean, like, and like, Aaron should be happy. Mages, she's accepting mages now. That's your people. Your people are now accepted. 
I guess, yeah. I am, I'm mostly just happy that a night elf, one of the most prominent night elves, would be like, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we don't know anything and we're doo-doo heads. And Trelini, who is a secret plant, is like, mm-hmm, yep, big doo-doo heads. Is that a secret plant? Everyone knows she's Resto. <laughs> <laughs> she was balanced for a little bit, but I couldn't get the rotation, so she went back to being Resto. Speaking of Resto... Speaking of Resto, here's the rest of the names that we usually say at the end of the episode. These are our lovely patrons. They include Command Sergeant Major Tajula, fourth host of the podcast, Monkey, Ahoy Vince, InSync slash Drag Race, Azarin, Digital Dave, Mitch, who wants to remind everyone that Rathion isn't daddy, he's a literal child, Crucifix, Saracen Hawk, Jerome, Satius and Soup, Big Fat Ugly Bug Face, Baby Eating Adorno, says, Arr! Raxody, the Rubik's Master, Gershaw, Mawit's other drinking buddy, WTF Mawit, Wooly, Adam, Ickes, Vanderlyle, D. Gibson, Slide Whistle says, Fuck Quag. And Will, a.k.a. Tire, Trade Chat's Fallen Father. We're closing the doors. We're leaving the saloon. Put your tips on the table and leave us a quarter. What about you guys? Where can they find you on the internet? After sending us an email at donotrelentpod at gmail.com. Well, you see, you can find me, Alex, or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. You can join our Discord by going to do not relent.com. Wow. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at X at the Big Cheesy. Read the show's literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com. And you know all the coolest Amanshans around. Watch me on twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. I just had that written down in my notes and I needed to use it somewhere. All right, signing off. See ya. Kiss, kiss ya. Kiss your dogs. Uh, make out with your uh, dragons. I'll see you next week. Another down. Do not relent. Do not relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. <laughs> <laughs>